0: and welcome to the Travel Loving Moms podcast. I'm your host, Penny. I have the pleasure of talking with moms from all over the world who travel with their kids. They share their travel stories, their how-to tips, and mom advice with us. I'm sure you will enjoy listening to them talk as much as I enjoy talking with them. All right then, let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to episode 35. My guest today is a mom to two and two cats. They lived what most would call the American dream in their sticks and bricks until December 2016 when they decided to sell everything, buy a fifth wheel, and travel the United States. They traveled to 18 states, experienced things they never thought possible, and learned so much together as a family. Those experiences led them to learn that less is more and that making memories together as a family is far more important than anything they could purchase. After a year in the RV, they were ready to live with even less. So, in February 2018, they sold the fifth wheel and truck, bought a car, and now travel the U.S. staying in cabins, hotels, and Airbnbs along the way. They also enjoy house setting, which we'll get into that in a bit. I'd like to welcome my guest, Jackie, at Unroot Me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and her blog. Hey Jackie. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? Wonderful. Where are you calling in from? Um we're calling in from Michigan. Awesome. So are y'all um did y'all travel there or are you staying with family? Uh we're visiting family currently. Oh, good. So is Michigan home?
1: Michigan is our home base. Yeah, we both grew up in Michigan, southeast Michigan area.
0: Oh, cool. Okay. So it have y'all gotten any snow yet? No, just a lot of rain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh here, here in Alabama, we kind of wish it would rain. It's just so hot oh. right now.
1: Oh, I, I think, I think I'd trade you. We'd like to eat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> um, so could you tell us a little bit more about you and your family and um, what would, and so your decision to travel?
1: Yeah. Okay. So we are a family of four, um, six, if you include our cats, because we do. <laughs> um, I, we have um, a daughter Mackenzie, who is 10, and then my son, Xavier, who is 12. Um, We sold our house in 2016, and we bought our truck and our fifth wheel. Traveled with that for about a year and a half, visiting 18 states, and that's when we decided that we wanted to downsize a bit more. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So we decided to sell the fifth wheel and the truck, and then we bought our Subaru Outback and only allowed ourselves to keep what could fit into the car. Then we traveled a little bit more, visiting 28 more states. And just recently, this past summer, we downsized all of our belongings to a suitcase and a backpack apiece and visit visited our last continental state um, and how it all got started. So the story behind that. So we... Mm-hmm we were originally looking for property and some property fell through and the property that we were looking at fell through before we got the chance to sell our house. And so we were looking for, I was just on the internet cause we had homeschooled and I stumbled upon road schooling and I was like, Oh, how neat does that sound? And mm-hmm. I threw, I tossed it to my husband who kind of jumbled the idea for a little bit. And then it, it just all happened so fast. And here we are, sold our house and or traveling. That's, it happened so fast when I look back at it, but that's pretty much exactly how it happened.
0: Hmm. It sounds like y'all were in a good position to make the transition anyway, other than going from a house to an RV. Right. Yeah. So, I would say you, that the
1: transition. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. I would say that the, I mean the transition itself was. um, easy as far as like we homeschooled and um my husband already worked from home but um mm-hmm. I think the idea of like the chore of getting rid of all of our stuff and selling our house that was actually really really difficult for us mm-hmm. um not as we didn't have we didn't have any issues wanting to get rid of yourself but believe it or not not that many people want your stuff <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to get rid, rid of it all and then we actually had where we had gotten rid of everything and then four days before the, our house closed um it fell through so mm-hmm. we had absolutely nothing in an empty house and <laughs> and um mattresses on the floor until our household again so mm-hmm. the, the process to getting into the rv like as far as mentally i think was easy for us, but the, the physical part of getting there was, was difficult, lots of tears.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, that's what I hear from a lot of people, you'll, you'll see in, like, the Facebook groups and stuff, that the hardest part was the downsizing, because you're getting rid of stuff, well, you're parting with stuff you've been living with for however long, Um, so I can imagine it's pretty hard.
1: Yes, it is.
0: So did did y'all keep stuff, though, and um, like your memory stuff and everything and maybe leave it at a parent's house or something like that?
1: We did. um, We just have a couple of tubs full of memories, like things the kids Mm -hmm. had made, stuff like that, that you just you can't part with.
0: Right. Yes. Okay, so y'all got a fifth wheel and a truck, and finally sold the house, and you're out on the road. Did you also take your two cats with you when y'all were traveling? Yeah, we did, which <laughs> surprises a lot of people.
1: Um, we we ran into a lot of people on the road that are, like, stunned that we have our cats. Even even when we RV'd, we heard lots of stories of people um, that got rid of their pets, or their cats particularly. People tend to keep their dogs. But... Um, their cats because they don't think that cats can adapt to travel full time, and um, mm-hmm. it's just not true. Cats are um, our cats are really good at traveling. I mean, I'd say that one is more relaxed and kind of just goes with the flow. Like, okay, they're going here, so we're going to go here. But my other one, she loves to travel. She's she's like the cat that hangs her head out the window when you're driving down the road. You know, she mm-hmm. she absolutely loves traveling.
0: I think that's awesome that you can travel. With animals, um, people travel with all kind of animals when you start digging and looking into the different styles of what they do. I think I, someone I saw in a group goes with like, what is it, a pig? I think it was a pig or a goat or something like that they travel with. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> wow. I, I don't think i have seen that one. <laughs> and I personally don't think I could do that, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, you know, if they're able to travel with you then and you can't part with them, then so be it. Take them with you. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, I love that. And so I think it's awesome, too, that y'all were a you were already homeschooling. So road schooling was no different. You just took it on the road with you. Your husband's already working from the road. Um, So do you work from the road or anything? Or are you mom who makes sure the kids get taught?
1: Yep. That, that I'm mom who does the, teaches the kids and does mom
0: stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad you get to do that though. Get to in all those memories.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Now, so for road schooling or homeschooling before you left, what kind of curriculum were you using and are y'all still doing it the same way? Or are you doing it a little bit different now that y'all have been traveling? Um, I think homeschooling has always
1: changed For us in the beginning, um, I was a very traditional homeschooler. I brought school home and um, we were really into curriculums and um, wake up and do the very scheduled homeschooling job. But then over time, um, things changed and I realized that, you know, every kid learns differently. Um, So I started experimenting and we've done on schooling for a little bit and we did Mm -hmm. classical schooling with a co-op called CC And then, um, now I'd say we're more like relaxed schoolers, I would say. So I like the kids to have like a, a structure curriculum, Mm -hmm. like Khan Academy or easy peasy or something along those lines. But I'd say a majority of their learning goes through, um, just living out in the world day to day and interest-based.
0: Right. They probably learn a little bit more that way too than just in a book. Exactly. Yeah. More hands-on. That's awesome. And were y'all able to do like uh, go to national parks? And they were they young enough to do the uh, the ranger?
1: Oh yes, they have. We've we've been to a, a lot, a lot of di- different national parks, and we have a ton of the junior ranger badges.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. I love seeing pictures of the kids doing that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they're, they're great learning, learning opportunities. It's like a mixture of hands-on and book, book work, you know?
0: Mhm. That's, that's a lot better. I think, especially being on the road, they're not just having to stay in the RV for however many hours doing it. You're, you're able to get out and explore and learn things about the world. And I love that you can give them that experience to do that because not a lot of kids, of course, get to do that. So how have your kids adjusted When y'all first started out, what was their response when you said, Hey kids, we're, we're buying an RV and we're going traveling. What was their response to you? They were excited.
1: Um, I think that they, they obviously are, we're going to miss their friends and, um, family, but I don't think that that hit them right away until we were on the road. So the -hmm. transition for them wasn't, wasn't hard. Um. But yeah, so th- they love it.
0: They have, they love it. That's good. And yours are a little bit older, too, than than most of the moms I've talked to. So having a 12 year old, you know, I I know that their um, personalities and everything are a lot different. So bef- my question is kind of twofold. So before you left the house, Were y'all all all a close family or did RV and help y'all become closer?
1: No, we, we lived, uh, we were, my husband worked from home. So we were always really close Mm -hmm. before we moved into the RV.
0: And then y'all were just able to get closer for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely
1: smaller space.
0: (laughs) So y'all sold the RV and um, the truck and you, you bought a Subaru. So y'all were able to start traveling in that and y'all also stay in, like, cabins and hotels and Airbnbs um, along the way. How has that um, transition gone? Because now you've downsized to just what you can carry. And I'd like to hear a little bit more about how that all um, came about and how y'all are doing with that. Um, we're doing good.
1: Um, it, came, it came about because uh, – we learned like when we, when we sold the house and like when you're living in your house, you think that you need everything that in your house, like even when you're going through it, you, we've had a whole, like the day that we were moving out of our house, we still had a whole U-Haul full of stuff that we felt as though we needed. And then when we moved into the fifth wheel, um, we were literally pulling the stuff out of the U-Haul into The RV in the RV lot. And we ended up having to just donate all of that stuff. And to this day, I couldn't tell you what we donated because it it just, we didn't need it. You know, we thought we needed it, but we didn't need it. So we've kind of learned over time that we think that we need more than we do. And um, we don't really need all that much. And then the stuff that you have holds you back from living life as we would want to live it more freely. So we kind of feel like, like the less you own, the less that owns you. So we loved our fifth will and it was a great step into minimalism for us because it showed us a little bit that we didn't need so much, but we felt as though the fifth will was starting to kind of hold us back from living a bit more freely. Meaning one day we might want to travel overseas or, something along those lines and the fifth wheel can't come with us to those places. So we just move to the next step of, okay, we're going to get this car and we're going to fit whatever we can fit in that car and then Mm -hmm. see how that goes. And then even living in, like not living in the car, but even moving all of our stuff into that car, we realized we didn't, (laughs) we didn't use even the stuff that we could fit into the car. We were just using, um, you know, the the basics, like, you know, computers, a bag of toys for the kids, or, you know, the clothes that we wear. But for the most part, we're out exploring and outdoors, and I think it's better. And there's less distractions when you you don't have all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like a freeing of the mind, you know. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So we just continue to let go of things. And it feels better every time we do it. So it's almost like addicting, like, I don't want this anymore. It's Holding me from doing something that I want to do so let's get rid of more
0: (laughs) I love that and and you're right now that y'all have gotten everything down to a backpack you're free to go anywhere in the world now because you can just carry it all with you yeah
1: yep they they say that all you truly own is what you can carry
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep and if you if you really sit down and think about if you were to write out everything like someone like me, if I was to write out everything that I use on a daily basis, I would not use probably 95 percent of the stuff in my apartment. You know, and right. And, yeah. And I can I'll look at all the toys my daughter has and I'm just like, you don't even play with half of this stuff. You don't have time to play with half of this stuff, you know. Um Yes. So I love that story. And I love that y'all are able to do that. And kudos to you for sure. Yeah, we've
1: definitely even noticed like with the kids, because when we lived in the house, they had so many toys, like Mm -hmm. bedroom full of just so many toys that they never played with. And I almost think they were overwhelmed with the amount of toys that they did have. So Mm -hmm. um, when they don't have that many toys, and it's like, I have this bag full of toys, they know what they have, and you know what they can do with it. And they use it a lot more. They use what they have instead of just sitting there to collect dust
0: mm-hmm. and I someone told me that um too if you did that so you just have a few things like just say a few books and then you go to thrift stores well, you could donate a couple of your books and then get a couple of new books and there you go you got some new stuff but you're not carrying extra stuff because you've donated some stuff to be able to replace it I think that's a really cool idea too
1: Yes, absolutely. We love the. Um, I think they're called little libraries. Do you know, like mm-hmm. the little like mailboxes that you can exchange your books for? We use those all the time. They're fabulous um, because, yeah, you know, that is a good Yes, yeah, because we don't we don't have a lot of space to carry carry books, but we love books, so mm-hmm. you know, just trade
0: them out. And they can get expensive too. I've I seen that on your Instagram that y'all are doing house sitting. Is that a new thing that has come about for y'all and how, how do y'all enjoy doing that? Um, we loved house sitting when we did it to visit the,
1: the Northeast part of the country. We, we wanted to visit the Northeast part of the country and wa- we wanted to do some camping mm-hmm. when, in the national parks or boondocking. And we didn't, think it was like a good idea to bring our cats tent camping uh, for a long period. We've taken them in the tent before, but not for a long period of time. So we decided that we were going to house it and we're going to leave our cats behind with our, with my dad. So my dad took care of our cats and in order to pay it forward, because somebody else is taking care of our pets, we thought it'd be fun to take care of other people's pets for Mm -hmm. them. And it would help keep our mind off the idea that we don't have our pets with us, you know, Mm -hmm. and the kids around animals. And and we loved it. It's it's great. It's a great way to travel. I'm not sure it's the greatest way to travel if you have pets though, but if you Mm -hmm. don't, it's, um, it's
0: fabulous. Now, how did you get, how did you come up across doing that? And if someone was interested in getting started in doing and going house sitting to travel, how would you suggest they get started with that?
1: Um, so there are a couple of, of websites. We found it through um, a, a Facebook group called We Are World, world Schoolers. And um, we noticed that other people were pet sitting. Some people use it as their means to travel the world everywhere. That's what they do is house sit, take care of other people's pets because it keeps the costs down. Um, but there's a website that's called trusted house sitters, and that would be a great, a great place to start. So it's a membership, it's a yearly membership, but then you just apply to whichever house sit is in the area you want to be. And, um, if they accept you, then you go, you, you, you go to the house and take care of their pets. You're starting out new though. It's quite difficult to get a house set because you don't have any reviews. But mm-hmm. um, don't let that discourage you because you just have to apply and apply and apply and get turned down a whole lot and eventually somebody will accept you. Mm-hmm. And a trick that we've learned um, just in the little bit that we did it is sometimes you have to take the house sets that nobody else wants <laughs> <laughs> and um, to get your reviews in order to get your reviews to where you could start to get the ones that you do want. Meaning like, you may not get one in um, you know, Seattle, Washington right away because you don't have any reviews and everybody wants to be in Seattle, Washington because it's a tourist spot. So you may have to take one you know, more out non-touristy area to get that review so that you can, somebody else is more willing to let you house it for them because you have a reputation.
0: I think you told me that they, some of them will accept kids and then some won't, you just kind of have to either ask or they might have it written in there that what they will and will, will, and will not accept into it.
1: Yeah. So some people just put in there that they won't accept families. Mm-hmm. Um, other, other people don't, a lot of people don't put it. You just have to reply and some people, you just have to apply for it and then um, hope that they contact you back. Some people just never contact you back and then other people will let you know um, I'm sorry, I don't think having a family house sit for me is the best situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always somebody out there looking for a family to house that because they prefer their animals to be around kids because kids have that energy and want to play with the puppies and are, mm-hmm. you know, keep them, you know, um. entertained, I guess. Yeah.
0: And were y'all able to find enough of them to do? I mean, is there a, an abundance of them, or is it just kind of? Is it a no? New there's thing?
1: A, all over the world. They're everywhere. Awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's got my mind going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because me and my daughter would be perfect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, yep. It's great too because a lot of people that travel full time don't don't have pets you know so if you'd like mm-hmm. to be around animals it's a great way to be around them
0: well that's some good advice too though because that's something a little bit thinking out of the box something normal you wouldn't normally think about oh I, you know that's a, a something i could do so that's really cool thank you for sharing that with us what is some advice you could give us for traveling with kids oh, traveling with kids um
1: I, I think that you should include them in your planning, like include like where they want to go and what they want to see. And then um, make everything that you do fun and adventurous and um, don't let them feel the stresses of travel because there are stresses of travel, even though people don't talk about the stresses of travel, they're out there mm-hmm. and you just can't, don't let your kids feel those stresses. And at that a moment that comes to, mind is when we were camping, we were boondocking, and we were like, where did we come from? We came from the Rocky Mountains, and then some random storm came through, and we didn't want to set up the tent, because if you had known in our previous, we had slept in a tent, and a crazy storm came through, and our our tent rod snapped, so we Mm -hmm. didn't want to set up the tent in that situation again, and to be out our tent for the rest of our boondocking time. And so we decided to sleep in the car and the kids were like so excited. We made it so much fun to sleep in the car. You would have thought that we just brought them to Disney World. So (laughs) if you just take those stressful moments because they're going to be there and um, turn them into fun and adventures for the kids, uh, it makes things so much more
0: enjoyable. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. And you definitely don't want to tan out in a thunderstorm. You're right with them rods. No, we've
1: done that before. We, we were at the Badlands National Park and we had had our tent and it just got really windy. Like it was calm when we first got there and it got just really windy. And it it was, it was quite the experience because we had our cats with us at that time. And there, there happened to be wild pigs outside of our, our tent. So the pigs were outside of our tent, like, um, squealing and and then the wind was blowing so it was blowing so hard that the top of our tent was coming on top of us well our cats thought that um that the pigs outside the tent were after them because the, t- the top of the tent was after was on top of them so they were like meowing and going crazy and like smacking the edge of the tent it was it was an experience it was definitely an experience <laughs> I mean, um that yeah <laughs> yeah we actually slept in our car that night two, but it wasn't a fun experience to do at that point and it was only for a couple of hours because our tent rod snapped in half oh no (laughs) and we were in the middle of nowhere it was pitch black we had no other options
0: yeah poor cats (laughs) yeah Yeah, but it it
1: was funny and it's a story to tell now
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes those those (laughs) the best memories when you've got those funny stories to tell So, Jackie, my last question for you is um, what would you tell a mom who wants to travel to learn everything that you can about traveling, like the good, the bad,
1: um, the responsibilities that come along with it. And then um, after you're done learning everything um, to just go for it, just jump out there and don't let any fear hold you back, because at the end of the day, fear is a liar. You ever heard that song "Fear is a liar"? You oh, just yes. gotta go for it. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of at the end of the day, if you don't like it, there's always the option to go back to that lifestyle that you had before. It's not going anywhere. You can buy a house. You can get a job. They're they're always there. You only have once to travel, especially with your kids. You have that time frame, and you and you have to take it.
0: Um, why it's there and Jackie thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast tonight and sharing your story with us
1: thank you for having me
0: (laughs) you're welcome and until next time may your family be blessed and your travels be awesome oh my goodness I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did I just love how the moms are so open and honest about their life and their family. You can subscribe to hear every episode on Anchor.fm or Spotify. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Travel Loving Moms. You can also find some great resources, books I love, and more guest info on the website at www.travellovingmoms.com. One more thing. If you're saying to yourself, self, I would love to be a guest on the podcast, but what do I need to do to make that happen? Well, let me tell you, it's easy. Go to www.travellovingmoms.com be a guest. Fill out the guest form. I look forward to hearing from you soon. So thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful day.